Hello, everybody, and welcome to Take 10. This is our brand new midweek podcast where we're hoping to help you find faith and express it in love and looking forward to this one. I want to talk to you today about Juneteenth, our nation's newest national holiday. It's a day many in our nation have been celebrating uh, for over 150 years, but it wasn't. it's not until the last two years um, that it's taken on um, this significance as a national holiday, and I really knew very little about it. Lauren, did you know much about Juneteenth until recently? Uh, probably just in the last uh, couple of years, not very long for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was 2021 when it was declared a national holiday, and so the significance of it, of June 19th, um, is the following. It's been it's been really new to you and I and to many, but it's been celebrated by a lot of people in the black community since 1866. And so this is a day that commemorates the end of slavery. Uh, we all know if we kick it back to high school or middle school history, really, we know most of us know about the Emancipation Proclamation, which was issued by Abraham Lincoln and went into effect in 1863. Theoretically, that ended the institution of slavery, but of course the Civil War was still raging, so the Confederate States pretty much ignored the Emancipation Proclamation. In April of 1865, General Lee surrendered to Grant, uh, bringing an end to the war, and the 13th Amendment is added to the Constitution, officially ending the institution of slavery. But back then, we take this for granted, but back then, news, well, it travels slowly in those days. So it was actually months before this news reached all the other states, And it meant thousands of enslaved black people who remained unaware of their freedom. And uh, Texas was the last state to be informed, which is why June 19th has become such an important date. Uh, June 19th, Major General Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas, and read Order Number 3, informing all Texans that, quote, in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves were free. So, General Granger, he and his soldiers went throughout the state of Texas, ensuring that orders were followed. Uh, A year later, the first Juneteenth celebration was held in Galveston, Texas. And, of course, today, communities all around the country have begun celebrating the significance of of this date of uh, June 19th, now known as Juneteenth. And, Lauren, you were in Galveston a year or two ago. Did you make the drive? Yeah, last year. um, Went with a friend whose family lives in Houston, and so apparently Galveston's a cool place to go. So we went over there, and, um, you know, we parked and walked out, and just across this building is a huge mural, you know, and I think I didn't really put together that Galveston was such a historical place um, linking Juneteenth. So it's very evident there, though, that uh, that's an important historical uh, you know, precedent that happened there. It's pretty cool. Very much so. Um, we want to invite everyone that's listening to this. We're putting this out um, on the airwaves, on this podcast on what, June 7th and following, but a week from tonight, if you're listening to this on the 7th of June, we're inviting you a week from tonight to Fondren Church's Community Center, a.k.a. our gym, uh, in the back parking lot here on, uh, what is it, 3232 State, North State Street. And we are hosting a film called uh, Juneteenth, Faith and Freedom. It's a live screening. It begins at 6 p.m. Van Harden, our missions pastor, is locked in. Barbecue Shine. You ever heard of Barbecue Shine? I haven't, but uh, I'm excited about it. Jackson Jackson Place, so yes. we're going to support them. We're going to support them uh, in the city for the city, and I think it's going to be some good dinner. Everybody's invited. You'll need to sign up for this event on June 14th at 6 p.m. 
and we're going to show the film that's been produced by Our Daily Bread. Lauren, have you seen it or seen any clips? I've, I've seen a couple of short clips, but I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I walked in on Larry and Van and a couple of them watching it last week, and I got, I got two segments of it. They were next to my office, and so I was popping around, but I went in twice and watched excerpts. Very moving. So I think what people can expect is poetry and history, uh, passion, and it's a really good time for us to educate ourselves mm-hmm. on what this holiday means and why it can be significant for us as a country and as Christians. Um, I have recently just read Tony Evans' book, uh, Kingdom Race Theology, God's Answer to Our Racial Crisis. And on the back cover, he says this, uh, critical race theory, systematic racism, Black Lives Matter, white privilege, America's racial conflict isn't over, and the current discussion hasn't brought us any closer and so what we're hoping to do next week is to bring us closer, to educate and also bring us closer. Wouldn't that be a good thing? Yes. He says this, we're living in a time of racial chaos, confusion, and conflict. The painful history of our country's racial divide continues to plague us with no apparent resolution in sight. We, the church, have allowed these battles to divide people of faith uh, even more deeply than before. We cannot afford this. Our sons and daughters, whether black or white or any other color, cannot afford this. The solutions to the issues we face today are found only by applying a biblical and divine standard as the answer, mm. uh, what he calls a kingdom race theology. Uh, I just ordered this book. It's small. It's paperback. And I'd love for our <clears throat> leaders here uh, to read that. Thoughts on that, Lauren? I so respect Dr. Evans. So um, I listened to a sermon of his not too long ago where he talked about some of this. So I'm very eager. I will be reading this book for yeah. sure. A couple of things he points out in this book, action steps. He encourages uh, us to, um, particularly white Christians, expose yourself to recommended black literature, black history and accomplishments. And this is what we'll be doing as we show the film June 19th, Faith and Freedom next week. So visit the National Museum of African-American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. Discover the voices of black leadership, black theologians, and black ministries that can give you a larger, more comprehensive perspective on the history, experiences, and worldviews of black people. Uh, Lauren, you've had uh, some recent experience in your life of, of of this, of this value, incorporating this value in your own heart and ministry. That's right. Um, I first of all, like, <clears throat> I love history, so I'm always trying to learn and and grow and understand. And but I kind of a couple of years ago realized that in my formal education and then just personal education, I had this gap mm-hmm. where. Um, I wasn't exposing myself or had not been exposed to the voices of people that look different than me. And so I've kind of taken it upon myself in the last uh, few years to really grow. And uh, I appreciate so many uh, voices that have spoken into my life, people that I've surrounded myself with. But there's a, a author, Latasha Morrison, who says it's really important, especially for uh, white brothers and sisters to listen, learn, and lament. And so I've uh, just been trying to practice that intentionally and uh, been better for it. Yeah. Evan, Tony Evans in this same book says, well, in terms of what white Christians can do, he says, accept the fact that racism is a genuine historical and contemporary problem that needs to be addressed personally and corporately. Learn and grow in your understanding of the history of racism and the accompanying pain many African-Americans and other racial groups have experienced um, in particular. And then uh, he says many have created scars that will still need healing, mm-hmm. and such exposure will increase empathy while simultaneously decreasing uh, microaggressive behavior. He also says uh, reject white guilt if you've not committed racial sins. White people should not apologize or seek to prove their innocence of racism, nor should they function with racial guilt for the legitimate blessings God has allowed them 
to experience, provided that these gifts are humbly, righteously, and responsibly used to bless and not disadvantage others. And then he says, conversely, if you find you are guilty of any form of the sins of racism, you should repent, seek forgiveness, and correct the wrong. Mm. Uh, One more point from Tony's book on action steps. He says it's similar to what we talked about. He says, be willing to dialogue with those you disagree with and read authors who do not share your viewpoints. So Mm -hmm. this has been a bit of my engagement the last few years. Engage with documentaries, books, and articles that are outside your normative worldview. Understand that no true intellectual only reads authors with whom he or she agrees. Become truly informed. Assess which parts are valuable. Then draw your own conclusions and always allow the scriptures to make the final decision. That's good. And isn't that what we want this journey to be about and specifically what we're promoting next week? Absolutely. On June 14th. Absolutely. Let's assess and inform ourselves and assess and then let's be united as we grow and learn together. So any thoughts on that? You're coming and you're inviting some people? Yeah, I'm going to tell my family about it and some friends that uh, don't come to Foner Church yet and uh, invite uh-huh. them to come be a part of this night. It's going to be really good. I think uh, we'll all be better for it. And uh, man, such, such a unifying night too. So I'm excited about it. That's right. So let's learn about Juneteenth. We'll be celebrating it in what, 10 days or so. But um, next week, Wednesday night, June 14th, we'll be watching this film and barbecues being catered in, and it'll be a good night with good people, and we hope you will be a part if you can. Join us. We'll see you there.